Samuel chapter 18, verse number 5. And David went out whithersoever Saul sent him, and he behaved himself wisely. Underline that, behaved himself wisely. And Saul set him over the men of the war, and he was accepted in the sight of all the people, also in the sight of Saul's servant. And it came to pass, as they came, when David was returned from the slaughter of the Philistines, that the women came out of the cities of Israel, singing and dancing, meet, with king, meet king Saul with tapestry and joy and instruments and music. And the women answered one to another as they played and said, Saul has slain his thousand and David his ten thousand. Can you see what's burning into Saul's mind now? He's the king and everybody's talking about David. And Saul was very wroth. There he goes. He's very wroth about it. And then saying displeased him and he said they have ascribed unto David ten thousand, and to me they have scribed but a thousand. And what can we have more but the kingdom? And Saul eyed David from that day and forward. And it came to pass to the, on the morrow that the evil spirit from God came upon Saul. And I had a problem with that when I first read that. An evil spirit from God came from God. I had a problem. I had a man sit me down and tell me that all things come from God. Everything's from God. But an evil spirit came from God on pond Saul. And he prophesied in the midst of the house and David played with his hand as other times and there was a javelin in Saul's hand. And Saul cast the javelin for he said I will smite David even to the wall with it. And David avoided out of his presence twice. And Saul was afraid of David because the Lord was with him and he and was departed from him. Let us pray. Father, we come before you thanking you all that you've done with mercy, grace, and love. Lord, we just ask you to open our hearts and minds. Give us the words that we need to hear tonight. Lord, the words that will help us tonight. Father, we'll praise you in Jesus' name. We do pray. Amen. Verse number 5, it said he behaved himself wisely. If you go down to verse number 15, it said David behaved himself very wisely. If you go down to verse number 30, David behaved himself more wisely. No matter how the world acts, no matter how people act with you or towards you, uh, you should always act the way you should act. And that's the way of God. We're looking at this picture of Saul tonight. At the giants is behind Saul as the picture of the devil tonight. This enemy this is after him. He's behind him. He chases him after him. He is a picture of your enemy and my enemy. He is a picture of the devil tonight. Just to let you know that you have a real enemy out there. And he's real and he wants to destroy you tonight. The devil's out to damn you tonight. The devil wants to damn your soul forever to take you to the lake of fire. And that is where he's going and he knows it. So he's wanting to make sure that he's putting, uh, uh, putting off the trust uh, of Christ as just as long enough so that you can, he can drag you to that fiery pit, to that lake of fire, that gloom and doom tonight. The enemy will try to discourage you. He'll try to discourage your soul tonight. He'll try to depress you. He'll try to depress your soul. He will try to destroy your walk with God. He's the enemy of your soul tonight, the devil. We're looking at the giant that is behind him, the giant of the devil. Saul is that picture that where we are, the picture that shows us that Saul is a picture of the adversary, the devil. Let me 
give you just three of the things that you can, uh, uh, you can get many more throughout to the pictures of uh, Saul's being the picture of the devil in life. He hunts David. When you read, chapter, uh, read 1 Samuel, you'll find that Saul hunts after David for nine straight chapters. Trying to kill him, trying to destroy him. You'll study the chronicle life of David that said that those nine chapters span for seven years in the life of David. For seven years, David is having to constantly look over his shoulder. For seven years, David is running and constantly hiding uh, from Saul. Bible says, uh, being, having, being sober, be vigilant, always looking. Because your adversary, the Saul, is walking around seeking to destroy you, devour you. He's trying to get rid of you. He's trying to kill you. He's trying to destroy him. Listen, that's the way the devil is against you and I tonight. The child of God, wherever you, whether you know it or not, whether you're sitting in the comfortable confines of the church tonight or, or the words of God are being preached, as soon as you walk out that door, as soon as you step out that door, you've got an enemy that's going to walk up beside you that's going to try to get your testimony, going to try to get your children, going to try to get your family, try to get your faith, try to get your marriage. And he's plotting how he can do that right now as we're sitting here. That's why the Bible says be sober, be vigilant. Don't let your mind get clouded up with things because your adversary the devil is roaring, lying, walking about, seeking whom he may devour. When you watch those uh, uh, lions on TV, when you, the hunting lions, uh, I've never seen a video where the lions uh, and his prey run head to head. They don't run head on their own. The, the sheep don't run into the lion. The, the, uh, the uh, emus and the uh, uh, water bubble, they don't run right head into the lion. They're running away from them. They're leaving. They're trying to get away from them. You get comfortable and sit down on God. Do nothing for God. And I promise you, He will catch up to you. He'll catch up to you. you want, he wants to know how you walk with God. You've got you to gotta keep moving. If you want your walk with God to be a, a, a good walk, a, a strong walk, then you've got to keep walking. You cannot become a stationary Christian because if you do, the devil will slip up on you. Listen to what I'm about to tell you. God is not the only one that brings things into your life tonight. God is not the only one that brings light and things into your life. The devil will insert things in your life. Uh, look at uh, verse number 17. And Saul said the day, Behold, my elder daughter Mirah, her will be a give to thee to wife. Only be thou vigilant for me and fight the Lord's battle. For Saul said, let not my hand be upon him, but let the hand of the Philistines be upon him. Saul said, if you do this for me, I will do this for you. He was trying to insert something in the life of David to, to make him look good and feel good, but it was against him from the very beginning. Saul was giving mirror to, some, to someone else. He wasn't giving to David, he was giving to someone else. And the Bible said that Saul gave David the other daughter, Mike, Michelle, that she may be a snare to him. 
Listen to me. God is not the only one that brings things in your life. The devil put things in your life. And it may look good. It may feel good. It may look right. You better try the Spirit. The Bible says try the Spirit to see whether it be of God. And Saul is a picture of the devil because he hunts David. He hunts David tonight. We know that David gets hunted by Saul throughout. He, not only does he hunt David, but he hates David. He's a picture of the devil because he hates David. Look what the, why he hates David. Look at it, verse number 8. And Saul was very wroth. I told you when they said <laughs> Saul's got his thousand, but David's got his ten thousand. That displeased Saul. He was wroth. He was displeased to him. He said, they have ascribed unto David ten thousand. Unto me they have ascribed but a thousand. What can be more but in the kingdom, and Saul, I, David, from that day forward. Do you see why he hates David? Because David is a threat to him. He's a threat to Saul and the kingdom. Because he hates David because David was different from everybody else that was around him. That's why David behaved himself wisely. Then he behaved himself very wisely. Then he behaved himself more wisely. David had a walk with God. He was not like the other young men of that day living in the world and the devil and David was clean. He had a testimony. And Saul didn't like him because he saw him as being different and a threat to Saul. He having a testimony that other people looked at. It was a threat to Saul's kingdom. Listen, do you know why the devil hates you tonight? You are a threat to him. Do you know why the devil doesn't mess with some Christians? Because they're not a threat. Listen to me. You say, I've had Christians. I don't understand why people tell me the devil's all on them. Uh, the devil's always fighting me. I've been a Christian for 10 years and I've never felt the devil. That you're not a threat to the devil if the devil's not coming against you tonight. I'll tell you why. Devil, the devil hates the devil, devil hates Christians who start out living for God. And the devil starts to eyeing that Christian. He's seeing that Christian. He starts being different from the world. He has a testimony. He lives clean and lives are holy. And he behaves himself wisely and starts living and looking and acting like Jesus Christ. You start doing that and you'll become a blimp on the devil's radar. You start looking and talking a Christian life. You start walking like a Christian should walk. And you become a blimp on the devil's radar. This is how you say something, do nothing, and be nothing. And the devil won't even mess with you. You're not doing anything for God. You're not moving for God. You're not doing anything. The devil's not going to come to you. He already has you. But as soon as you start saying something for God and doing something for God and being something for God, mark it down. You're going to walk. You're going to become like the devil. You're going to be just like Job. Everybody be against you. Everybody be against you. And a lot of Christians uh, want to live for God. Because they know that uh, they stop being faithful to the house of God and they stop reading the Bible and they stop uh, uh, looking back to God, looking for God. 
And the problems with that is that you are getting further and further and further from God. I'd rather take some attacks from the devil and still be able to have close communion with God and enjoy the peace and the power of God in my life. Not only did he hates David, he hurls at David. He throws his javelin at David. You find that Saul hunts, uh, hunts and javelins throw twice at David, trying to nail him to the wall, trying to uh, do him in. And you know that the picture of the Bible says, taking the, the shield of the faith, wherewith you should be able to stand to quench the fiery, starts, fiery darts of the wicked one. Do you realize the devil is trying to throw things into your life to hurl at you, your life trying to get you just stuck to the wall, trying to, to bring you down. Both times Saul throws the javelin at him, you read him in javelin chapter 18 and 19, both times that uh, Saul throws the javelin at David, you know what happened David was doing? He, he was worshiping God. He was praising God. The Bible said he was playing with his hands, uh, the musical instrument. He, uh, what was he doing? He's trying to refresh the spirit of Saul. He was playing music and it lifted up the, the father and he gave the father the glory and the son his glory. Uh, can I tell you, he was doing something that he should have been. He was praising God. And when you start walking with God, serving God, and when the uh, devil tries to throw those darts at you, God's going to give you some perception to dodge them and move out of the way and that's what David had every time Saul threw the javelin at him David moved moved out of the way why because he's worshiping God giving him praise there's going to be some javelins coming your way the devil's going to throw some things at you mark it down you working serving God living for God he's going to throw some javelins at him but let me give you some good news tonight. There's something about worshiping and praising that gave David clarity to see the javelin coming. Because he dodged them both times. You want, you want 2020 vision in worship. Worship God. Praise God. Give God the glory. And God will give you some visions to be able to see when the devil throws things at you or puts some things in your way, in your life, that tries to mess you up, that you can avoid them. Everybody in here has some giants in their life tonight. Every one of us has giants in our life tonight. How do you defeat that the giant? How do you defeat them? Bible said in James chapter 4 and 7, Submit yourself therefore to God and resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Most people say that the last resist the devil, and he'll flee from you. But there, there cannot be no resisting the devil until they're submitting to God. There has to be submitting first. Submit yourself therefore for God and resist the devil. You can't resist the devil until you submit yourself to God. Christians keep saying, I'm trying to resist the devil, 
No, you're not, because you have never submitted yourself unto God. You've got to submit yourself to God first. So how do we defeat this giant that's behind us, the devil? How do we defeat this giant in our life? Let me give you several things tonight. We're going through the Bible. Look at them. Chapter 24. Chapter 24. He didn't stoop to his level. Look at chapter 24. David had an opportunity to kill Saul. You know, you've read this in chapter 24. Saul was chasing David and has been chasing David for years now. And David was in the cave and Saul is asleep in the cave. And he doesn't even know that David is in the cave with him. Verse 4, And the men of David said unto him, Behold, the day of which the Lord said unto thee, Behold, I will deliver thine enemy into thy hand, that thou mayest do to him as it shall seem good unto thee. Then David arose and cut off the skirt of Saul's robe privately. And it came to pass after that, that David's heart smoked him because he had cut off Saul's skirt. Chapter 26, look at chapter 26. David uh, has him in his crosshairs again. David could have killed him. And, and this time Saul was trying to kill David. And David could have had been justified in doing this in verse number 8 of chapter 26. Then said Abishai. To David, God hath delivered thine enemy to thy hand this day. Now therefore let me smite him, I pray thee, with the spear even to the earth at once. And I will not smite him the second time. And David said to Abishai, Destroy him not, for who can stretch forth his hands against the Lord's anointed and be guiltless? David said, Furthermore, as the Lord liveth, and the Lord shall smite him, as this day shall come to die, and it shall descend into the battle, and perish, the Lord forbid that I should stretch forth my hand against the Lord's anointed. But I pray thee, take now that the, the spear that, the, that is at his bolster, and the cruise of water, and let us grow. This guy has been chasing David for years, seven years trying to kill him every day of his life. David gets a chance to, to do him in. David gets a chance uh, to get rid of this uh, uh, devil off his back. Devil, devil, David gets a chance to, to make things right from what Saul has treated him. But David says, I am not going to stoop to the same level that the devil is on. Uh, let me just tell you this. Uh, anytime you try to stoop to the same level that the devil's on, you're going to curse yourself. You're not doing God any good. You're not doing anybody any good. You just stoop yourself to the level of the devil and that's what the devil wants you to do. Oh, it might feel good. Everybody else is doing it. Everybody else is getting revenge. I ought to get a little bit of my revenge back. It might feel good. Nobody will know. David had him in a cave. Nobody would even know that it was even I who did this. But David says, my heart will let me know I'm the one who did it. I cannot stoop to the same level as the devil is. If you want to defeat the devil, you cannot stoop down to his level. You can't be a part-time Christian and expect to whip a full-time devil.
Can't do it. Can't do it. In both texts, David's friends try to get him to do it. Go ahead, David. Go ahead. Encourage him. You know how your friends do? <laughs> they want to encourage Do this. Oh, just take this little drink. Ain't nobody going to worry. Ain't nobody. I'm not going to say a thing. You just go ahead and take a little drink. You take a little smoke. Ain't nobody going to worry about it. They're encouraging David to do this. Take his pill. Everybody's doing it. Even those sitting in the house of God, even the Christians today claiming to be Christians, they're doing the exact same thing. I imagine you go to bars on Saturday night and you can say, who's a Christian in here? I imagine everybody in bar or pray raised their hand. How many you believe in God? Oh, I believe in God. How many are saved? I'm saved and I'm on my way to heaven. Let me just say, you can't be on the same level as the devil and get to heaven. His friends try to encourage him. Go ahead, David. Nobody's going to blame you if you do do. If you do him in, David, nobody's going to blame you. Go ahead, David. You cannot be a follower of Christ and live like the devil. Can't do it. You can't have one foot in the world and one foot in the house of God. I'm telling you, if you want to defeat the enemy, you can't stoop to his level. You got to live above it. You got to walk above it. You got to walk with God. The Bible says, "Be angry and sin not. Let the sun, let not the sun go down on the wrath." You can get angry. There's some things that Christian people should get angry about. Amen. But you still don't have to sin. Jesus was angry. Jesus got angry. Paul was angry. You can be angry. But don't sin. Then the very next verse says, neither give place to the devil. If David had gotten angry and just smiked and smoked and killed Saul, it would have given place to the devil in David's life. It would have gave the devil a toehold in David's life. It would have destroyed David. Don't stoop to his level. Because behave yourself wisely, as David did. Live like a child of God. Look like a child of God. Love like a child of God. Behave yourself like a child of God. And how, does, how do you suppose to defeat the giant? Well, you don't stoop to his level. Look back at chapter 19. He didn't stoop to the level of the devil. He didn't stoop down his level. He didn't stop living for the Lord. He's getting hunted for seven years. You would have thanked seven years of Saul chasing him. It would have been all right if he had just stayed away from the church. If I'd have just got out of the church, I'd have stayed away from the church. Take a break from worship. Saul's hunting me. I, I can't get no rest. I can't do that. It, it, it's rough time. I'm just not going to go back to the house of God. Not David. David doesn't get out of the for seven years, David's closer than ever before. Chapter 19, verse 18. So David fled and escaped and came to Samuel, to Ramoth, and told him all that Saul had done to him. We know Samuel is the preacher. He's the man of God. He's preaching the word of God. David didn't run away from him. He ran to the truth. He ran in this time where he could get some truth from the man of God. Look at chapter 21. 
He runs to the preacher and, he, preacher and he runs to the house of God in verse number 1 in chapter 1 and 1. Then came David to the knob uh, of Abimelech, the priest, and Abimelech was afraid at the meeting of David and said unto him, Why art thou alone and no man with thee? I'm not going to read it all. David's being hunted. He's getting chased, and when he gets to the house of God, the Bible said that David had got two things that helped him in the fight against Saul at the house of God. The same two things that you get every time you walk through the doors at the house of God. Tonight. Whether you know or not, David got bread, you're getting bread tonight. The showbread, the Bible said the showbread that was before the Lord that gave him uh, hot bread. The Bible said that he also needed a weapon. And the priest said, we have here the sword of Goliath that you killed. He said, there is no sword like that. Give it to me. When you come to the house of God and David got bread, you're getting bread, amen. You're getting bread. The word of God is the bread. And you're getting a sword. This is a sword. Every time you come to the house of God, you're getting fed. You're getting something to fight the devil with. You've got something in your possession that you can say, I, I can go against the devil. I try to give it to you every time you come to the house of God. Giving you the bread and give you the word of God, the sword of the Spirit. And some of you come in here being chased by the devil over and over and over, and you're wondering what you're going to do to defeat him, to fight, defeat the devil. Here it is, right here, the sword in your hand. David just kept on worshiping. He didn't run away from God, he ran towards God. I find that's our, our biggest problem. Every time we find ourselves in troubles, every time we find ourselves in sickness, every time we find the troubles and trials come on us, we want to have a pity party and we run away from God wanting everybody to come and console us. But let me tell you what, the best thing you can do if you're sick, if you're sick, the best thing you can do if you're in trouble, the best thing you can do if you're in trial is get to the house of God and let God take care of you there. David just kept on worshiping. Look at Psalms 52. Psalms 52. I don't know if your Bible has it, but my Bible, ahead of each psalm, gives you a little capturing of that. It gives you a little description. Psalms 52, the captain said, uh, said uh, 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 Psalm of David, when Dilad the Ebenite came and told Saul and said unto him, David has come to the house of Abimelech. And we just read it. We just read that. Verse 8 and 9 of Psalms 52. But I am like a green olive tree in the house of God. I trust in the mercy of God forever and ever. I will praise thee forever because thou hast done me, done it, done it. And I will wait on thy name for it's good before thy spirit. Psalm 54, look at Psalm 54, the head of it. A Psalm of David when he was zipping came and said to Saul, Do, Doeth not David hide himself with us? Verse 4, Behold, God is mine helper. The Lord is with them that uphold my soul. He shall re reward evil unto my enemies, cut them off my truth. I will freely sacrifice unto thee. I will praise thy name, O Lord, for it is good. For he hath delivered me out of all the troubles. My eyes have seen his des desires upon my enemies. 
While David was being chased, he's being hunted. He sits down every time he goes and he goes, things are going wrong. He's, he starts writing, God has delivered me. I, I'm going to praise God. God, in spite of it all, uh, do you want to know how to keep doing defeating the devil? Just keep on living for God in spite of the circumstances that you're facing. David kept serving God no matter what he faced. Listen, if you're the only time you can praise God and live for God, when everything is right in your life, you ain't very much of a worship of God. You don't think very much of God. A real Christian is the one that fights tooth and nail against the devil. They keep on living for God. They keep on standing for God. They keep on serving God. They keep reading the Bible. They keep coming to the house of God. That's a true Christian. Keep on reading the Word of God. Keep on coming in the house of God. David didn't quit. He kept seeking out God. Keep on praying. A rabbit being chased by the dogs. He runs to a, past, a patch of lilies. And the dogs cannot pick his trail up in the patch of lilies. The best way to get the devil off your trail is run to the lily of the valley. Get to the lily valley. Let God take care of the devil. Let God take care. Look, turn back to chapter 22. He didn't stoop to the same level of the devil. He didn't stop living for the Lord. He surrounded himself with those who were like-minded. Chapter 22, verse 1, And David therefore departed thence and escaped to the cave of Adullam. And when his brother and all his friends, father's house, heard it, they went down thither to him. And everyone that was in distress, everyone that was in debt, and everyone that was discontented gathered themselves unto him, became a captain over them, and there with, with him about 400 men. In 2 Samuel, you'll read about them. They're called the mighty men of Samuel. I mean, David. You see what David's friends finds. He doesn't, he doesn't, don't miss this. David finds that when he's being chased, David finds that when everything's going against him, he's being hunted. A, a group of people that dislike Saul just as much as he does, he yokes up with them. He yokes up with them. They're like-minded. People were just fed up and tired, tired of what Saul was doing. They were in debt with Saul. They were discontented with Saul. They were distressed because of Saul. And because of all of that, they said, we're sick and tired of that devil right there. You want to know how you can keep on living for God and serving God when the devil is after you? How to defeat the devil? Stop yoking up with the wrong people. Get a hold of some servants of God. Same people like minding you. Same people like to come to the house of God. Same people like to worship. Same people like to sing songs. The same people that likes your Bible. The same people that want to praise God. Yoke up with them and you'll make it. Listen, your closest association, your friendship, you have in your business world, the closest people that you have in your life. If you hang out being servants of the devil tonight, 
you need to get rid of them. If they're not the same like-minded you are, if they're not on the same wavelength you are, if they're not serving the same God you are, you ought to just get rid of those. You cannot be tight with those that, that serve the world, that serve the devil, and still proclaim to be a Christian when you're hanging out with them, doing all the things that you should not be doing tonight. Get rid of those friends. Pray for them. Pray for them. You say, who should be my closest friends? Find that kind of crowd that hangs out that house of God. Loves God, serves God, worship God. That's who you yoke up with. See, and you hang, hang, yoke up with that crowd that says, I don't want nothing to do with the devil. I don't want nothing to do with the world. Uh, I don't want nothing to do with this kind of music in this world. Uh, I, I'm just going to serve God and live for God. Find some people who wants to live for God with you tonight. That's what the Bible David did. Psalms 18. He succeeded because of God. David realized his success was not what he had done, but what God had done. He's, he he's heading in, uh, in Psalms 18 to the chief musician, a psalm of David, the servant of the Lord, who spake unto the Lord in words of this song in the day of the Lord, delivered me from the hands of all my enemies, from the hands of Saul. And he said in verse 1, I will love thee, O Lord, my strength. The Lord is my rock, my fortress, my deliverer, my God, my strength in whom I will trust, my buckler and the horn of my salvation and my high tower. I'll call upon the Lord who is worthy to praise and so shall I save from my enemies. You don't know how you want to make it, how you're going to defeat them, how you're going to win with the same God David won with. That's how you're going to make it. God is bigger than Saul. God is bigger than any problem you got. He is our rock. He is our deliverer. He is my fortress, my tower. He's my shield. I have called on him. You want to know how you're going to make it tonight? Get out of your seat and run to the altar. Lord, here I am. God, I believe you're bigger than the devil. I know you're bigger than the devil. You're my rock, and I will call upon thee. You're my Lord. You are worthy of my praise. So shall I save from my enemies. You have an enemy tonight. And that is the devil. That's the devil. And he's out to get you. He's out to destroy you. We see that the same enemies that David had, the same giants as in David's life we have in our life tonight. We had the giant that's in front of him, Goliath, the world. We got the giant that's behind him is the devil.